0: Welcome to Belonging Before Believing, the podcast with two awesome dudes rocking in your ears. I'm Patrick Mathers, Pastor Supreme of Sovereign Joy Christian Fellowship.
1: And I'm Brian Gumpy, Elder... Just kind of okay at Sovereign Joy <laughs> Christian Fellowship. I felt like I was in the Red Hot Chili Peppers at the beginning of that. You
0: kind of are. You, you'd make a good... Uh, Flea? No, the drummer Anthony guy. Kiedis? No, the drummer guy.
1: Oh, I don't know his name.
0: Dude, there's no fat guy, so I'm like... Yeah, I don't dude, know his name. He you, looks like Will
1: Ferrell. Even, even when they're fit, they looked puffy at the Super Bowl. Do you remember that? <sighs> yeah, they're old, dude. They're it, old and puffy and... It, it looked like they had like saggy muscles, and then somebody stuck like some <laughs> compressed air in their ear <laughs> and just kind of puffed them up like a balloon. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's a good one.
1: It's probably I had just, not thought of that. It's probably just a bunch of alcohol yeah, that had them looking all puffy. <laughs> but.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's water weight. Water weight. <laughs>
1: <laughs> water weight.
0: Hey, so we did. Uh, we asked some people to give us new questions.
1: Did anybody answer?
0: Yes, many many people. In fact, so many people, I actually had to download an app so we can get this accomplished.
1: Multiples of people.
0: Yeah. So we got multitudes. We got okay. So should I? Should we tease this out a little bit? Should I talk about the items to give away before we do the drawing?
1: Yeah, I think the drawing should be at the end. Okay. In in lieu of the question of the day. Oh, have, that's a
0: good idea. We'll okay. drawing. Okay. So you
1: have to so listen to the whole episode. You have to
0: listen <laughs> <laughs> We got gotcha. you. We gotcha. Okay. So the first item... How
1: many people do you think just fast-forwarded to the end of the episode?
0: For, for probably all the people who got <laughs> give us <laughs> questions. <laughs> so the, um, the first thing is I'm going to go get a, at a place we have here in town that does, like, products that you get your emblems on and i'm go they have all kinds of things in their showroom if you will Ooh. and i'm going to just pick something and get our logos attached to it and then i'll probably give you one and me one and yeah. we'll give away one
1: can it be like a pillowcase <laughs>
0: Well, sure, what yeah, if, we, we can what if do, we put yes, our we faces yes.
1: on either side of a pillowcase so it's like we could have like a triple spoon session, okay,
0: dude. My mom has a pillowcase with me and my brother's face on it. No, I thought I was making this up. No, she really does. She really does. <laughs> me and my brother
1: <laughs> what? What age?
0: Just like, Uh, Two years ago. (laughs) Well, no, maybe like six. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It was at his house on Locust Street (laughs) (laughs) on the front porch there. (laughs) We were sitting on the front porch and she took a picture and put it, made a pillowcase out of it. So she always has her sons close to her. That's awesome. Isn't it?
1: That's awesome. When you said it was on the front porch, I thought the pillows were on the front porch, (laughs) like a scarecrow or something.
0: (laughs) No, you've been to my parents' house. There's no front porch really to speak of. Yeah. Um, so, no, I don't have the exact item. They have all kinds of things. I'm going to browse. I'm going to pick something good.
1: Belonging before believing swag.
0: Okay, yep. It'll be the first swag-ish item. And the second thing, oh, this has got a story with it, too. So, my dad, he went to um, a gun show. He's a, he's a gun aficionado.
1: Mm, indeed. He's a, That's soft selling it. uh
0: Hunter Supreme. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and so yeah, at this gun show, he bought one of them raffle tickets and put it in the pot and got his ticket pulled. And so he was like, yeah. He walks up on stage and he says uh, something to the effect of, man, I don't normally win these things. This is kind of cool. And, and the guy looks at him and says, well, we got to, we got an item for you here and pulls out this box that I'm actually holding in my hand right now.
1: It's true, folks. He's actually holding it in his hand.
0: And it's, it's a knife. It's clearly, if you know knives, you know that this brand is an, a really good knife brand. And so he picks it up and he looks at it and he's like, oh, this is great. I never win these things. Cool to have another knife. And so he's up there on stage in front of, I don't know how many people, but let me read you the description of this knife. It says, "Charade X Timer, Black Blade." Like
1: charades.
0: Charade, yeah. Charade, like it's gonna charade you as <laughs> <laughs> I didn't
1: realize that was a verb. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I just made it into one. So the right. It says, "Okay, this is the description of it: Black blade and handle, custom insert." Okay. Okay. So the, the point of contention is going to be this custom insert that is included in this knife. So my dad doesn't read that. He's just all excited he won something. So he pops it open. He's there on stage, and he pulls out the knife, and he's like all giddy, apparently, excited. And then he looks at it, and <laughs> the custom insert is Obama and Biden 2008. <laughs> And there's pictures of Obama, Obama. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thanks Obama.
0: Obama and Joe Biden from 2008. This is their campaign and night, they're
1: apparently. They're just pumped <laughs> to be featured on a knife if you look at that photo. It's got that
0: quick open. It's really sharp. So, whoever wins this be careful. Uh, we did we 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 are not going to be held responsible for any slices and dices that happen as you... Uh, you know. So here's the thing. So my dad get, sees this, and he's pissed. <laughs> he is so pissed off. <laughs> That this is. He looks at the guy and he's like, what'd you give me this for? <laughs> and the guy's like, we had them left over. We couldn't sell them.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no kidding.
0: In front of everybody. Like, this is my dad's super pissed he won this prize. And so when I went down there recently, I'm like, oh, cool knife. And he's like, no, no, it's
1: not. And I, I hate up, that knife. And I'm like,
0: oh, my gosh, this is great. Can I have this? And so he gave it to me to to, well, now to give away on the show. So. Somebody is going to get some Belonging Before Believing swag and an Obama-Biden 2008 knife.
1: Dude. <laughs> <laughs> yes. The, the George W. Bush knife flew off the shelves. Oh, flew
0: off the shelf. Yeah, yeah.
1: But that yeah. one.
0: Yeah, no, it, it remained. <laughs> and he said that had a bunch. Like, he was like, we couldn't sell them. <laughs> Obama's a the commander-in-chief. You figure somebody would want to buy that knife.
1: So... We're going to determine who these lucky recipients are at recipients? the end. Recipients? Yeah. Well,
0: no, we're doing one
1: person's getting both.
0: both. One person's getting both.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: That's what we talked about.
1: Oh, yeah. dude, I don't pay attention to what we talk about.
0: Uh, it's contagious. You got padism. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't pay attention to, hardly anything.
1: Oh, that is one ism that they don't have an inoculation for. <laughs>
0: What would it be? Some whiskey? No, that wouldn't help. No! That'd make it worse. (laughs) Even coffee's like... It would
1: probably be LaCroix, which would make you think I was pretty safe, but...
0: Why'd you got to bring that up? LaCroix, why'd you got to bring that that up? Do you think
1: I'm going to come up with whatever kind of...
0: I thought you'd be clever and maybe something original. (laughs) Dude, I got the stink eye of stink eyes right now. It's like... He's getting ready. He's gonna throw that beer he's got at me.
1: Yeah, shout out to friend of the show, Mike. It's Mike Willie, right? Wiley, Wiley. I heard he's him like one a time. I heard him one time correct you when you said Wiley, and he said Willie.
0: How many times have I been correct? Am I correctable, Brian?
1: Um, I don't know how to answer that question. <laughs> like, will you listen? <laughs> no, you're probably not gonna listen. So anyway, it's
0: Wiley, our like friend a
1: Coyote. Our friend, you should text him right now <laughs> since you've been texting him all these other personal <laughs> questions throughout the night. Uh, friend of the show got us some Sierra Nevada from the North, North Carolina. Carolina Sierra Nevada yeah. Brewery. So we got Mike.
0: Chico in our backyard, and literally well, it was on my front yard. It is, um, but yeah, he went out to North Carolina to do some work for his his business, and he got some really good stuff. I got an English Mild. And I was on call all day, so I couldn't drink today at all. So now that somebody else took over for me, I get to drink this beer. It's so good. Yes. And you got Southern Gothic. Correct. That Pilsner. Mm-hmm. It's so good. I've had it before. I got a six-pack before. It's delicious. I love it. Do we have a question? We got a question. It's one of the old ones still. We have a handful of those left before we get into the new ones.
1: All right. You want to hear what it is?
0: Yeah. Go ahead.
1: Who picks... And chooses which laws from the Old Testament should be followed and which ones are still considered sins.
0: A guy named Frank. (laughs) Uh, By Frank, I mean Pope Francis. I don't mean him.
1: No. (laughs) For for sure, not him. No. Not
0: even sure if the Bible's available (laughs) or authoritative. Anyways. Who picks and chooses which, what is it again? Who picks and chooses which...
1: Laws from the Old Testament should be followed.
0: from the Old Testament.
1: And which ones are still considered sins, which is basically two ways of saying the same thing, yeah?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Although there's a positive and a negative, right? Right. So sins would be the ones you, you shouldn't do, and there might be laws positively you should do. Sure. Right? Like going to festivals and um, offering the sacrifices and stuff like that.
1: It would um, be a sin not to if that's what they say. It's
0: to an interesting question to me because if I had the questioner here...
1: Ah, uh, the I classic tale.
0: would ask... Well, this helps me think through it. Uh, as That's why I do that. It helps me think through my answer. It, I would ask... What makes you think that there is a difference now than there was in the Old Testament? And I'd want to hear that answer. Why? What led you to believe something has changed from the Old Testament to the New and that some things in the Old Testament were sins and aren't now? That's they're, the first question I'd ask.
1: Well, and you know what they're going to say, right? Maybe. So they're going to say Be that guy. Can I, can I wear, like, a poly blend like, shirt? Can I eat... Shellfish. That's, a, yeah. I was trying to think of something other than that, and that's all I wanted to say. Camel. So, yeah. Can I eat camel? <laughs> yes. <laughs> can I eat a bat? Bat,
0: yeah. yeah. Ostrich.
1: Ostr- oh, you should eat ostrich. We I, tried, will. I tried to go eat we there, will. and they were out of ostrich. I feel like they're out of ostrich three quarters of the time now. Anyway...
0: Well, that, that's so
1: understandable. These are the kind of things that they're going to ask. Like sure. you don't do that kind of stuff.
0: And I would say, well
1: You don't worship on
0: Saturday. Right. 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 And I and my response would be, where does it say that in the Old Testament? And what I want to do is they're they're coming at me with a with a position of authority. Right? Presuming that they know some you know, that certain laws are and aren't and and, and it's, it's an attack, you know. And what I want to do is I want to say, you know, if you've really thought this through, you should be able to tell me wh- where those passages are. And nine times out of ten, they're not going to be able to. But let's say they can, and they can go, oh, well, it's Leviticus 17 or Leviticus 14 or 13, which is typically where those passages, right. where, where those particular laws are found. So then what I would want to do is go, great, let's go there. And so I got my Bible, and I'd, I'd open it up, and we'd walk through those texts, And those particular commands, specifically the ones you just brought up, are not isolated commands. It's not like, thus saith the Lord, bullet point one, don't do this. Bullet point two, don't do this. And they're completely unrelated. It's Mm -hmm. just bullet, you know, he's just bullet pointing you the laws. No, they flow from one to another. And within the context of the whole passage, they're part of what we call the holiness code. And the reason we call it that is because these were commands that were given by God that were designed by God to set the people of Israel apart as a holy people from the rest of the nations around them. So there were a lot of rules and stipulations included in that holiness code that were designed by God that they would stand opposed to the people of the day. We don't do this because they do do this, and their doing that is a representation of their false worship, their idol worship, their their culture and their lifestyle. We are living a distinct and unique life from the rest of the societies around us. And my response would be, as I've communicated that, what's wrong with that? Because the implication is that there was something wrong with the Old Testament, and that's why it had to be changed, or had to be done away with, or had to be abrogated, or had to be modified, right? Um, no, you don't think so?
1: Oh, I def- devil's advocate. There's definitely a chance, mm-hmm. but if you just read the question, who picks and chooses which laws from the OT should be followed, and which ones are still considered sins? Um, I think if somebody is either you know new to the faith. Or they have spent a lot of time in the New Testament and not a lot in the Old. And they go and they look and they read in Leviticus and they think, wow, like this is definitely not the way that I live my life. Mm -hmm. Um, God is the same yesterday and today and forever. But it sure seems like there's been a change in what he demands of his people between then and now.
0: You give them a lot of credit to that they know Hebrews 13.
1: There, <laughs> but like I said, maybe they really know okay, their New okay. Testament. Well,
0: I don't think any somebody asking. Okay, all right, I, all right. Are I've there, met. Devil's Advocate? Yes.
1: I've met enough yes. well-intentioned believers yes. who have no clue what to do with the Old Testament. Right, no right. clue.
0: Okay, okay. So that well, what we do with it is we first see it for what it is in its context. Why was it written? Why was it given? What's the point? What was God doing at that time with those people? And. The next thing that we want to ask immediately is, is there something here that we see Jesus saying, you have heard it said, but now I say to you, or Jesus saying, you don't understand the Old Testament law. Here's what it was meant to do, right? The first thing we need to do if we're going to look for a quote-unquote change in the law or an abrogation in the law is look to the lawgiver Jesus and see what he changed and what he did And so the answer to the question is the first place we need to go who picks and chooses what Jesus does and there are certain places that we can look at and so for example in let me oh, I should have had my bible out of the box here it's so fancy i got to keep it in the box <laughs> I'm not kidding, huh? I just put it Got kind of... Okay, Mark chapter 7. I actually just quoted this in the sermon tonight. I think it's a verse 19, if I'm not mistaken. Jeez, um, my eyes are bad. Okay, yeah. Here. So, uh, Jesus called the people to him, and he says... This is uh, chapter 7, verse 14. Hear me, all of you, and understand. There is nothing outside a person that by going into him can defile him. Well, there's all kinds of things in the Old Testament that like, he says, if you eat this, you're defiled. Right. Right? So he's here saying there is nothing outside a person that going into him can defile him. So that's always been. The, the object was, wasn't actually defiling the person. It was the rebellion against God saying, don't do this, that was defiling the person under the Old Testament. Right. It wasn't, right. It wasn't the ostrich meat that was actually defiling you. It was you going against God's law and you knowing full well God said, "Don't eat that," and yet you still went ahead and ate it. Yep. So he's saying the meat in and of itself doesn't defile you, but the things that come out of a person are what defile him. And he doesn't mean expo, expo, excrement, expulsion of. Uh, yeah, excrement. He's talking about like out of the abundance of your heart does the mouth speak. So verse seventeen says, and when he had entered the house, the people left, and his disciples asked him about this, and he said to them, "Are you also without understanding that you don't want to hear that from Jesus? <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? Oh my
1: gosh, I can't. Uh, yeah.
0: He's just like, D- how do you not get this, guys? Right? Uh, yeah." So, do you not see that whatever goes into a person from the outside can't defile him since it enters not his heart, but his stomach, and then is expelled? And then, parentheses, thus, Jesus declared all foods to be clean. There it is. Jesus just had to say that one little statement, and in doing that, he declared all foods to be clean. And there's a bunch of foods in the Old Testament that you're not supposed to eat. So why weren't they allowed to eat those foods? Well, because it was food that the rest of the nations around them, and there was some kind of context in which the food was eaten that was considered idolatrous or representative represented represented (laughs) some kind of rebellion or animosity towards the true and living God. And so God saying, don't eat this, implied you're to be a distinct people. So you're not to live like the rest of society around you. And clothes would be the same way. We can look at clothing styles and and see that. Um, So that's the first place that we want to go. The second place that we want to go is, did the apostles have any... New understanding or revelation given to them by the Spirit, or by um, well, but that's so it would be by the Spirit or their understanding of the Bible as they read the Old Testament, and so we do have several instances of that where you you read in the Old Testament these certain things. Um, a, a good example would be in the Old Testament divorce the only allowance that was given for divorce was the act of adultery. And so if one partner committed adultery against the other partner, they were free to divorce. Whereas in the New Testament, in 1 Corinthians, uh, Paul gives a new new reason for divorce, and that's abandonment if this one spouse abandons the other spouse. Now that could be an abandonment of, um, you know, one of them is a Christian and one isn't. And So the non-Christian says, yeah, I don't want to live with you anymore and abandons them, then that woman or that man is free to be divorced and be remarried. And so by extension, we would look at that and go, well, they've abandoned their vows if they've committed certain acts like abuse, um, would be one that we would, we would say, no, that qualifies um, as being something that is a divorceable offense. So there's something that we see in the New Testament that Paul gives instruction about that we don't find in the Old Testament. But the reason for that is because, well, there wasn't a church yet. And there wasn't the Christian, non-Christian divide there. In the Old Testament, the Jews were to be a holy people and not a mixed multitude and they weren't supposed to marry outside of one of the 12 tribes of Israel. And in Christianity, we don't have 12 tribes. We have people from every tribe and tongue and nation, uh, color, ethnicity, language, who are within the church, and we're free to marry anybody who's a believer in Jesus Christ within the church. So those are the two major people who we look to when we say, how, who, cha- who picks and chooses and how do laws change?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So God didn't change.
0: God doesn't change. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. That's what I said. I know. It's Hebrew. <laughs> it was written before you.
1: <laughs> well, you too. Um, oh,
0: yeah, way before me. I'm not that not, old. <laughs> not that much.
1: Anyway. Um <laughs> So oh, I guess I'm just trying to think about, um, since God wanted Israel to be set apart, mm-hmm. and obviously we're not a nation of people.
0: Right. There's no Christian nation. Right. right. Oh, shoot. Right. There's no such thing as a Christian nation.
1: Yeah, I made him say that twice. America
0: is not a Christian nation. That's
1: three times. Oh, my well, gosh. Well,
0: I got more specific.
1: Yeah. Thanks, O'Bottom. Bottom. <laughs> We call no bottom now. Uh, um, (laughs)
0: It'd have been great if the picture was like them holding a cross or something.
1: (laughs) Right. Oh my gosh. (laughs) So, do we see any outward manifestations of us being set apart, distinct in the same way that the nation of Israel was? Or is it just our, obviously, internally? Yeah. As people. But well
0: this is there, there's good there's some disagreement on on this particular point, but there's definitely um outward uh, we're supposed to dress modestly and do things decently and in an order where um women specifically um are to pray with their heads covered. So that's a unique, distinct thing. I don't know exactly how that works out or plays out. It seems to me in that context that he's talking about their long hair is their covering.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and I know there's some people who would say, no, you need a little lace doily on your head or <laughs> something like that. And I'd, we're for sure not those people. But, um, we, not uh, consistently, another, anyway. <laughs> another point would be that he speaks in both Timothy and in Peter, First Peter and First Timothy, to be specific, um, about women not wearing braided hair and gold in their braids and um, ostentatious makeup. And the, the whole point was that a, a way that a woman showed her wealth, her value, her um, status and culture was by what she had braided into her hair in that time. So he was basically, he wasn't prohibiting all braiding of hair everywhere at all time. He was saying that you should, within your culture, dress modestly. So we should take that principle and apply it today where we as men and women shouldn't dress in a showy or ostentatious manner. We should, you know, I mean, the most showy pair of, you know, item of clothing I have is probably my docks, right? My shoes that, you know, they're like $220 docks or 200. I think they're 218 actually.
1: I told I think, him I was going to put them on Preachers and Sneakers.
0: You could put me on there. That but Instagram that's the Instagram account,
1: which if you haven't checked out Preachers and Sneakers. it's pretty funny. Yeah. I mean,
0: it'll It'll grieve you and make you laugh all at the same time. Yep. Yeah.
1: My pastor's not on there, so I'm not super worried not about it. <laughs> not yet. Not <laughs> yet. Once I get a picture of you and them Doc Martins, I'm wearing them right now. I know, but I haven't. Well,
0: played. I have two pairs. I have two pairs of Docs. These oh, are my now most expensive bragging, pair. Dude. No, no, no. The <laughs> other one was 125. I'm going to be honest. And they're brown. I needed a pair of brown shoes and black shoes for my work. And so I figured they look really good. And I didn't get the super flashy and showy ones, but that's the most probably flashy showy expensive thing I have. My watch that I have is not super blingy and it's I think I got that for like 100 and 100 and something dollars on a cruise once with my wife. So that was my splurge, but
1: it's fantastic. Don't let anybody tell you any different.
0: I I yeah, so we I don't have very much showy and ostentatious things. But that would be something in the New Testament. So w- there are certain things still that, that are up for debate. So some people would say, no, we're supposed to still worship on Saturday, on the Sabbath. Uh, some people would say, no, that Sunday is the new Sabbath day. And, of course, we, I would hold the position, I think we talked about it, and it's so one of the new questions coming up, is talking specifically about the Sabbath. And we would hold a different view that the Sabbath isn't uh, on a day, but... Um, it's, it's, um, as we rest in Christ rather than on a day. So, and we'll get to that, but so there are diff, there are certainly principle or the Old Testament laws, pardon me, that there's still some disagreement with and that, so who picks and chooses today if there's still some disagreement? Well, what we would want to do is we would want to read the Bible as best we can read all the texts that pertain to that particular issue and really cautiously and carefully discern what's actually being said here. And if there's still misunderstanding, then go to a good commentary or go to a pastor and walk through that particular passage with them.
1: Text Pat.
0: Text Pat, yeah. His
1: number's on the website.
0: It is. Um, One of the benefits of having a confession of faith and mm-hmm. a catechism is that a lot of those questions are talked about in the confession of faith and the catechism. So we have 1689 London Baptist confession of faith. And we would look to that as well as a supplement to the scripture, not as authoritative as scripture to see, um, if there's any, um, leading and guiding there and just talking with good godly men. And then if at the end of that, there's no real settled conclusion, like you heard me say, talk about the, the woman hair covering. And I think I, I understand what I believe. But if somebody wanted to come to me and disagree and say, no, women should throw their hoodie up to pray. Okay. I'm never going to tell anybody that. But at the same time, I don't think that's what it's saying, but there's very, there's very, very little to go off of. So if that's somebody's conviction, then I need to leave that to somebody's conviction. So basically, if we can't find an answer straight from Jesus, we can't find it from the apostles, we can't find it from anywhere else in the New Testament, we can't find it from our confessions of faith and catechism, we can't find it from good godly men who have studied the word in their commentaries, we can't find it from our pastors as we ask them, then we need to just fall back on our own conscience. And at the end of the day, if we've done all that and we've prayed about that particular issue, and we're still not settled, then we need to just go with what our conscience says. Yeah, but there's so few things I can't. You're gonna go that. You're gonna go to that extreme and just have no settled answer. Yeah, there's there's very little.
1: The only one I can think about is when we did that episode on weed.
0: And I'm not in the same place I was. I remember we, you saying. I Actually, somebody brought that up at church tonight and was asking me um, after the service um, about that episode and a, another thing unrelated to what we're talking about. But I, I mentioned, you know what? I'm not in the same place there as I've really thought it through and prayed it through. And I, I, I now have a pretty clear cut answer, which we'll revisit. I was going to say. Yeah, that's, that'll be a good one to do down the road. And I'm not going to say if I'm closer to you or not, but, um, yeah. Anyways, what do you think? Anything else?
1: I think I'm dying to know who our winner is.
0: Oh, are you? I am. All right. Um, hold on. I got to. The I
1: bummer gotta, is I know it's not going to be me.
0: You, you want that knife?
1: I kind of want that knife. Although you, you did say you were going to get me some kind of swag.
0: I'm going to get you a swaggable.
1: A swaggable.
0: Uh-huh. All right. You ready? I am. Here it comes. Uh-oh. My wife just texted me. I'm gonna Dude, she's
1: not gonna win. She didn't ask any <laughs> questions.
0: she asks me questions all the time. But mm. she's not here. Okay. Oh duh, 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 duh. Tyson.
1: Tyson Tyson. Searles. <laughs> yes.
0: Tyson won. All right. All right. There it oh, is, man. Tyson. You need to hit up, uh, hit us up and get us your contact information so we can get you this knife and the swaggable.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that makes me so happy. Me too. Me too. Sorry
0: to you other losers. I mean, people. The multitudes.
1: (laughs) The multitudes. Servers were down everywhere on the internet, guys. A lot of people asking a lot of questions.
0: Uh, A lot of people listening to this podcast. It was a list.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Tyson the winner. Ding 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 ding. So there's no question of the day. We're just going to roll out the red carpet. We're going to winner winner chicken
0: dinner, Tyson. Yeah. Tyson chicken. Did you not get that?
1: No, not Tyson at all. Tyson makes
0: chicken. Not that Tyson, but Tyson the company. Oh my gosh. If you have to explain a joke that much, Does
1: anybody eat. out there know what he's talking <laughs> about? <laughs> I got nothing. <laughs> Is this one of those things where you had oh to be gosh. born in the 50s shut, to know what's going on? fat head. <laughs> <laughs> whether you have a fat head <laughs> or a skinny head, whether you're old or you are young and debonair. Like me. <laughs> we believe you belong. <laughs> I help my kids brush their teeth, but they go over the world and eat bananas because (laughs) monkeys.